This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. Quite a bit going on uh, last night in the world of sports and we have uh, week 14 of the NFL on tap. So I'm going to talk briefly about the boxing match uh, last night uh, at MSG because it was a rarity for boxing. It's never happened before where you had two gold medalists actually score off in the ring against each other. Unfortunately, the hype, uh, the fight never lived up to the actual build-up hype uh, done by ESPN. Although it was a good, in in theory, it was a good matchup. Uh, you had Vasily Lomachenko versus uh, Rigondeau. Uh, you know, Rigondeau basically was undersized, but had absolutely nothing to offer Lomachenko. Lomachenko basically clowned Rigondeau. I mean, Lomachenko. I mean, and yes, the hype train is huge on this guy. I get it. I mean, I see the talent. I I, I see just what he's able to do. Uh, You know, the hard part is like trying to, uh, you know, it just a little, uh, I mean, honestly, to say that he's the best pound for pound fighter, I'm still struggling with that just because I haven't seen enough film on him yet. And yes, I know he's had over 400 amateur fights, and he's uh, and he's uh, he's got an impressive resume as a pro. I mean, from what I saw, I mean, technically as a junior lightweight, you know, that's about as uh, dominant a performance as you can have uh, against Rigondeau, who I did see quite a bit of, and Rigondeau had absolutely nothing to offer him. So uh, I, I believe me, I get the hype. There's there's. Uh, there's uh, more than enough reason to hype this guy up. Uh, the, the problem is, is that, uh, and this is a failing of boxing, to get the casual fan involved, because I'm sure there are people who are listening to me right now wondering why in the world am I talking about a boxing match. But for those who don't know, Vasily Lomachenko is widely considered to be one of their... Uh, like uh, true up and coming stars, uh, the uh, I mean his amateur record is three hundred and ninety six and one uh, over uh, his his tenure as an amateur. It, you know it's just uh, 
it's incredible what, what uh, his his body work has been able to do as an amateur. As a pro, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. He still has not been tested yet. He's he's cleared out uh, the 135 pound weight uh, division uh, by all uh, consideration because uh, Rigando was te- technically supposed to be the last uh, uh, last gasp uh, of uh, of uh, someone to give him. A challenge, and obviously that didn't happen. So uh, the the biggest thing that has to happen now uh, would be just to move on uh, into a higher weight class. So then you can actually start seeing what this guy can uh, truly do. Because again, if you're gonna have the claim of best pound for pound fighter, people got to know who you are. And you know this was a, a good showcase for him on ESPN. I mean he. He looked dominant. It's just that when you have an opponent quit in, in a fight, you know that always leaves a f- sour taste in people's mouths. Because I mean, six rounds, you got to see quite a bit of uh, just uh, uh, technical skill on uh, Lomachenko's part. I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, who? I mean, come on, it, it, it's just. It's not enough just yet. I, I, I mean, I, I still gotta, I still gotta see um, uh, what he can do at a higher weight class. I'm, um, I'm curious though, if uh, you know, if uh, if you know, what is uh, what is uh, next for him? I, I'm, I'm curious if they would actually pair him with Terrence Crawford uh, at 140. Uh, th- that'd be an interesting matchup. But again, uh, so much of boxing has to do with your promotion, and Bob Arum's not going to pair his guys against each other, so I don't know why I just said Crawford. Uh, I was saying that more as a dream scenario, but I know that's never going to happen uh, because Bob Arum represents both guys. But um, yeah, uh, that that's what, what happened in, uh, in uh, the boxing last night. Uh, just had the Merseyside Derby conclude uh, over in the Premier League, and... Once again, Premier League referees get it wrong yet again. Uh, Everton get awarded a penalty uh, in the 75th minute against uh, Liverpool. Uh, you know, wasn't a penalty. It was a dive. Uh, Calvert-Lewin fooled the referee. Although why the referee's assistants can't make a call to help out the referee is beyond me. Because you can see that the contact was not nearly sufficient enough to actually cause him to fall down. He threw himself down on his own accord. I mean that that's a that's a dive, that's simulation, not a penalty. And you know if the referees' assistants don't have the capability or the courage to actually step up and tell the referee that he's made a mistake, then why bother having him around? You might as well put this all subject to video review and get rid of assistant referees entirely and just leave it up to one referee and just video replay assistants looking at the entire pace of play and just making decisions because as it stands you know we are seeing way too many missed calls in soccer and it's just driving me nuts I, I can't I can't deal with so many blown calls in soccer matches it detracts from the sport there's too many things that uh, go wrong uh, with it for uh, soccer not to be able to get things right I mean it's just I mean, it, it's every month. There's at least something that goes on. I mean, it's. I mean, and sometimes it's week to week. You see something uh, that's uh, 
criminally wrong. I mean, I make fun of MLS referees all the time, but, I mean, it's MLS. So, you know, it, you get what you pay for, essentially. But, I mean, Premier League, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. And oftentimes, it just does not... You don't see it from a referee perspective of what they're looking at. I, I, I just think the game's gotten too fast for them. But, uh, you know, Everton get their draw. Uh, again, didn't look good, but, you know, Everton's not in the business of trying to look good. Everton's in the business of trying to get points. So, you know, diving to get a point, yeah, kind of what you got to do uh, at, at this stage of the game if you're Everton. You do every little uh, nook or crook, uh, uh, hook or by crook, uh, uh, a draw is almost as good as the W, but uh, you would take the draw. Uh, just to stay up in the Premier League because uh, they're playing for their jobs next year. So uh, they don't have a choice. So uh, we're going to move past that. We're going to get into uh, the NFL now. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll do a little bit of a wrap-up later for baseball now that the uh, Giancarlo Stanton trade's finalized. Uh, Yankees made out like bandits, in my opinion. The only true... Uh, uh, winner I could see besides the Yankees might be the Cubs or the Dodgers because the Yankees are probably out of the Bryce Harper sweepstakes barring some major development. I don't see Harper being a factor in the Yankees' plans. I see Machado still as a possibility, but uh, I think Harper's out of the mix now. Uh, not that I, I thought Harper was truly in the mix for the Yankees, just because I don't think Harper's the kind of guy that uh, would deal well with some of the Yankees rules on facial hair and everything else. I just don't think he would be a fit with the Yankees, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll get into that uh, uh, later today. So in the meantime, I want to kind of go through my thought process of uh, how I was looking at the DFS lineup today and just uh, other alternatives guys can look into uh, just because of the suspensions of Gronk and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, there are a couple of different things uh, I want to kind of explore. So on the quarterback side, uh, you know, not much is really changing in terms of the rankings. Uh, you know, Tom Brady still have number one. The AFC East is still a joke. Uh, you know, they, they've got the Monday night game, so uh, they're not in the main pot for uh, DFS. But I would still say if you've got a Sunday through Monday lineup, uh Brady, he should be the number one pick. I, I don't care. I ha- I have no doubt that the Pats are going to smash the Dolphins. Uh, I- I'd be shocked unless uh, Brady, uh, that Achilles issue c- comes up during the game. I'd be shocked if Brady does not shred uh, Miami, uh, even though it's on the road. I-, I still think he shreds Miami. There's nothing that the Dolphins have uh, done. And actually... By winning against the Broncos, that just gives the Dolphins even more of a reason to lay down because they got their win. They're not going to be absolutely terrible this year. But, I mean, I see them rolling over against the Patriots uh, in the second half of that game. That that one, I think, is going to get ugly. So, uh, I like Brady's number one. Number two, I've got Phillip Rivers, surprisingly. Uh, you know, I was I was going back and forth with this one because... There aren't a ton of matchups that I actually like this week for quarterbacks. But Rivers against uh, Washington's defense, uh, here's the thing with the Redskins. And, you know, they could say what they want, but 
the Redskins just don't look like a team that's serious. That game against the Cowboys was winnable. It was a winnable game. And they just kept shooting themselves in the foot defensively. I, 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 you know, the Cowboys aren't that good offensively. Uh, I give the Cowboys a shot against the Giants today just because the Giants have, like, they're starting guys that I haven't even heard of. <laughs> and I, I believe me, I do my homework on guys. There's some guys on the Giants roster today that, you know, they're crawling out of woodworks at this point of the season because of all the injuries. But, uh, you know, as it stands, there are not a ton of teams I like, but I like Rivers against Washington. I think he's got a, a decent floor of putting up points. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, what uh, what it uh, what it ends up uh, becoming. But I, I just think he's going to get a number of completions. I just think it's going to be a very solid game. Uh, number three, Carson Wentz. I expect a bounce back game for him today. Uh, the Rams have a good pass rush. I, I totally understand. It. I get it. I just think that uh, Wentz and the Eagles are going to open up the playbook a bit. Uh, they're going to get some. Uh, they're they're going to give them some sacks. There's no doubt about that. Wentz is going to get uh, beat up a little bit, but I I think he's still putting up points today. I think you know, when you got two high the, the two highest scoring teams in the league, uh, yes, there's a chance for the game not to live up to the scoring hype, but. You know, even if it's a, sl- a, a tad below uh, the projected over/under score, you're still going to get a decent amount of points. And I think a 300 passing yard day is not uh, not that far fetched uh, between uh, once uh, today uh, and uh, golf as well. I think golf is also going to have a decent passing day in terms of yardage. Uh, my number four guy, Alex Smith. You know. The Chiefs are a mess right now, but here's here and here's the big but. The Raiders are abysmal. Uh, I mean, watching the Raiders play Geno Smith over uh, last weekend, I just kind of highlighted to me the Raiders, even after firing their defensive coordinator, have so many issues uh, defensively that I want to play guys who are going up against the Raiders. I, you know. I'm going to be playing Alex Smith uh, in regular fantasy. I'm going to play him in some DFS lineups. I, I kind of like where things are going with Alex Alex Smith. I, I you know, it's it's not as though I like to play Alex Smith because I I still think he's limited in some areas as a quarterback because I think he can make uh, a number of seven degree of difficulty throws. I just don't think he can through a nine or a ten. Uh, uh, really, I, I just don't think that's in his repertoire. But again, that's the same criticism I can make of Matt Ryan, and uh, you know, again, it just depends on the matchup. Uh, Matt Ryan had a terrible game against New Orleans, got the win. I mean, it was terrible for fantasy purposes. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're looking for matchups where you can get some benefit out of it. Uh, I, I definitely think you have upside with Alex Smith, so. Uh, that's one of my recommendations. Uh, next recommendation is Russell Wilson. And this is a terrible matchup, but Russell Wilson, as the number five QB, still can get it done. Uh, I have faith in him to be able to get it done. Uh, it's just that he's going to have to run for a ton of yards, but I still think that's a possibility the way Russell Wilson is right now with his level of play. So, Wilson against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Here's the thing I look at it. 
It's going to be Seattle's defense against Blake Bortles. If Seattle's defense can get the turnovers against Blake Bortles that I expect they will, then Russell Wilson's going to have a good day because he's going to get. If he gets opportunities to uh, put uh, put uh, put uh, touchdowns on the board with a short field, he's going to get it done. He's going to figure out a way of getting it done. And when that happens, uh, that means your score is going to be at least stable. I know people are going to be afraid of Jacksonville's defense, and believe me, they should be. They're going to get sacks. That's just going to be part of the deal. They're probably going to force a turnover or two. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still think Blake Bortles is going to turn the ball over. So, you know, it's going to cancel itself out. So I like uh, Russell Wilson as my number five QB. And then my differential play today, uh, Dak Prescott against the Giants. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys offense, but... I do have to take into account the matchup. The Giants defense may try to play inspired because of Eli's back. I doubt it. So I am going to go with uh, what I know. And what I know is the Giants defense is not very good right now because of the amount of injuries they have. So with that being said, uh, I am going to be using Dak Prescott as a differential in my lineups uh, from the standpoint of this is a solid enough matchup where they can do some damage, and you know, I I think at the end of the day, you're just looking to have a little bit of a sizable impact in terms of uh, what they're what they're going to be coming up with. So uh, I, I'm I'm looking at Dak Prescott uh, uh, moving forward, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I I, I do like uh, Dak uh, in some tournament lineups. Uh, just because of the fact that, uh, uh, you know, in terms of the overall makeup of the Giants, season's over. The Eli debacle happened. Now they're past it somewhat. We'll see what the we'll see what the future holds for the Giants going forward. But I see another loss today, and I think Dak Prescott puts up numbers. So. Uh, So, uh, in terms of the running back situation, uh, this is going to get a little interesting. So, I had a top pick here uh, that I may have to scale down, but I'll I'll give my reasons of explanation in a bit. So, Le'Veon Bell, number one against Baltimore, steals offense, runs through him. You 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 can play him. He's just going to be really expensive. So, uh, in terms of cost uh, with Le'Veon, I just don't think the cost justifies the premium uh, today because uh, if you're looking at it, uh, Le'Veon is going to run you uh, just uh, way uh, too much money in terms of uh, the the overall scale of... uh, scale thing so I mean Le'Veon is 9100 today on DraftKings I mean 9100 it's just an obscene amount of salary cap space I can't justify it so I I, I gotta get off of him today I I, you know I don't want to get off of him but uh, there's no way I can justify uh, playing uh, Le'Veon at that 
premium. It's just too much uh, to account for. So uh, I'm, I'm going to move off of them. But uh, it's just uh, it's just too much. So uh, in terms of the other running backs, uh, I'm looking at Gurley against Philly's defense. Philly is a tough run defense. But Gurley is catching more passes every week. Like I said, I like golf this week. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. It may not hit the over-under, but it, it's going to come real close. Uh, but uh, I, I I definitely think there's going to be some value with Gurley today. But the guy that I wanted to talk about a bit was uh, LeSean McCoy. Because I thought McCoy was going to be the number one overall pick I had on the running back board. And then the news came out that uh, Tyrod Taylor is not going to play today against the Colts. And Nathan Peterman is back in to start. Mr. Peterman. So, again, for those of you who forgot Nathan Peterman, uh, he is the backup QB the Bills benched uh, Tyra Taylor for, and then he promptly threw five interceptions in the first half of his first NFL start against the Chargers. Peterman coming in, short, uh, short notice. Indy's defense is not very good, but... Peterman was abysmal. So I'm in a little bit of a dilemma. I know the Bills offense is going to go through LaShawn McCoy today because they do not want to expose Peterman any more than they did against the Chargers. So I know McCoy's going to get touches. I just don't know if he can get into the end zone today because, again, Peterman was not moving that football uh, against the Chargers. So I don't know what he's going to be able to do today against the Colts. The, the issue that you're going to run into with McCoy is you're going to get plenty of touches, but there is no guarantee he's getting in the end zone, and that's a big risk. So uh, my alternative to LaShawn, because, again, he was going to be my overall top pick for DFS, but I had to move him down just because, again, it's a big ask now for him to get into the end zone with Peterman as the QB. So... Uh, he slides down to the number three uh, pick. Uh, number four uh, is going to be Melvin Gordon because uh, uh, against Washington, Gordon's been getting more touches. I, I like uh, the overall makeup uh, in terms of uh, the Chargers. Uh, you know, again, you're playing uh, to optimize your matchup, so uh, I think you get a decent matchup here with Gordon against uh, the Redskins, who are pretty banged up on defense. Should be a decent day today. And then, uh, number five, Lamar Miller against San Francisco. I'm not a Lamar Miller fan, but San Francisco's uh, one of, if not the worst defense in the league the last uh, month and a half. Uh, uh, The only concern with uh, Miller is the fact that you could have uh, issues with uh, uh, Garoppolo actually getting a really good day today and causing a ton of issues uh, for uh, Houston if they fall way behind. I mean, I just don't think they're going to outpace them, so uh, I, I, th- I think uh, you should be okay with playing Miller today. One last name I want to throw out there, though, is Giovanni Bernard. Uh Reason being is uh, cost. Uh, uh, Bernard uh, is filling in for Joe Mixon today, so 
Uh, he's going to get a ton of carries and uh, pass-catching opportunities against Chicago. Again, not a premier matchup, so that actually works out uh, pretty well. Uh, other matchups that, that aren't necessarily going to be in the main lineup, but I would also consider would be Rex Burkhead and Deion Lewis. Uh, they're both playing against Miami, but the way the Patriots operate, they're going to spread the ball between the two of them. If you're a regular fantasy, they're probably already taken, but you know you never know in certain leagues. Some guys still could be asleep at the wheel, and with playoffs right here, you know I, I would absolutely uh, uh, take advantage. So, uh, one thing to always uh, be mindful of: it, there's always a mistake around the corner by a manager that could be panicking. So, now in terms of the wide receiver matchups. Uh, again, uh, there were a couple of guys that I would focus on. It'd be DeAndre uh, Hopkins, so Nook against San Francisco. Keenan Allen uh, uh, of the Chargers against the, the Redskins uh, as a potential matchup. And then you've got a matchup of basically this should be interesting because you've got Josh Gordon who, again, had an impressive uh uh, return to the NFL last week. Uh, he's going to get a matchup against Green Bay's defense. Uh, and Green Bay is not a prolific uh, defense by any stretch of the imagination. I think Gordon's speed is going to be an issue for them. So I kind of like Gordon as a differential play, uh, just uh, also because of uh, dollar-wise. Uh, he's creeping up there on DraftKings and FanDuel, but uh, I, I still think that's a opportunity worth exploring. Uh, this week, just because of the matchup, he's got big play capability down the field. If Kaiser can actually get him the football, I mean that's always a big if. But uh, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm saying Brett Hundley kind of had a regression again last week, uh, so you're not quite sure what you're going to get out of Hundley today. So the Cleveland defense could actually hang in there and give some opportunities for uh, Kaiser to take shots down the field to. Uh, Gordon or Corey Coleman. So, you know, I, I think you have to at least uh, entertain that possibility. So uh, that's someone I would keep in mind if you're dealing with uh, issues related to Juju Smith-Schuster getting suspended. Uh, I would take a look at, uh, see if Josh Gordon's available. Another name I would throw also throw out there is Marquise Goodwin of the 49ers. Uh, he's uh, developed a nice rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, he's also been getting... Four catches and over 59 yards a game uh, in the last uh, month. So, again, a name to consider uh, as a possibility of someone who can put up numbers in uh, the event of uh, of uh, roster changes unexpectedly. So, in in the in, uh, in the next phase, I want to talk about the tight end situation and the fact that Gronk is suspended. Again, this is more imbalance from the league in terms of penalizing people. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're in a league where you had Gronk and you're trying to figure out a way of getting that value back, I'm sorry to tell you, you're not. Uh, I mean, it's it's impossible with this tight end position. What you can hope for is just some luck uh, to happen your way. So in terms of the tight ends... Uh, you know, you've got Kelsey, obviously, uh, but if you're in regular fantasy, uh, Kelsey can't do all that much for you. 
Uh, Evan Ingram's taken. Jimmy Graham's taken. So if you're looking at guys, it, you're going down the list to uh, Steven Anderson with uh, the Texans. Uh, uh, he's got the matchup against the 49ers. You're looking at Austin Safarian Jenkins. He's uh, cooled down considerably on the Jets, but part of that is also because the NFL uh, video review keeps taking away touchdowns from the poor guy, uh, even though they're catches. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, so he's another name you can consider. Ricky Seals-Jones uh, with the Cardinals is another name. Uh, you're trying to scramble to find names of guys to do what is the impossible, and that's replace Gronk. Uh, so if you're in regular fantasy, you're in a tight spot if you're in the playoffs today because I don't know what to tell you of uh, other than to take a look at those guys and kind of keep your fingers crossed if you're in a tight matchup. Losing because Gronk got suspended is going to be a bitter pill to swallow, so best of luck to you. But, um, yeah, in terms of the DFS lineups, I mean, it is such a crapshoot that I, I've tried to do my best to find a consistent score that might do something for you. And in order to uh, do that, you got to find the guys who are getting the end zone. So Jimmy Graham's the number one <clears throat> to me. I know people are gravitating towards Kelsey because of the matchup against Oakland. But, <clears throat> I mean, Jimmy Graham's been getting the end zone. Uh, he's, he's tied with uh, Julio uh, for most touchdowns uh, in the league this year. Uh, he gets in the end of Russell Wilson's developed that rapport with him. I I, I got to think that uh, Seattle's going to be scoring at some point today, so I'm rolling with Jimmy Graham. Uh, that'll get me to double digits if he uh, finds the end zone again. Uh, so I'm taking Graham's number uh, number one. Number two, uh, it's going to be Evan Ingram. Eli's back under center. He's going to be going to uh, Ingram. Uh no official word yet on Sterling Shepard, uh, but it does not look like he's going to play, so that's just going to put even more of an emphasis on Ingram and the offense. So I'm taking Ingram as my number two. Number three is going to be Kelsey. Number four, Delaney Walker. Five, Hunter Henry as a differential play. Uh, six, uh, Jack Doyle, another differential play. Uh, seven, Cameron Bray against uh, Detroit. He's got a good uh, rapport with Jameis Winston, so... He's going to get some end zone opportunities. And uh, to round out the group, uh, we've got Jason Witten in against the New York Giants defense. Again, a bunch of no names. Uh, Witten should get a, a number of uh, catches today. Uh, so uh, that's uh, where I kind of look at it. Uh, moving on to the defenses. You know, this was a interesting week because I had the Patriots number one defense. Uh it's Jay Cutler. I have no confidence in Jay Cutler, as you would have surmised from my numerous podcasts ripping Jay Cutler. So I'm taking the pass number one defense. Number two defense, uh, I have as the Steelers. I know Ryan Chazier uh, had the tragic injury Monday. But uh, in terms of the matchup, I am not sold on the Ravens' win streak in Joe Flacco. I think they can be had. I think the Steelers are going to turn them over. So I got them as number two. Number three, uh, it's going to be the Bengals against Chicago's defense. I mean, Chicago's offense. Uh, Trubisky is running extremely limited offense. I think it's easy to figure out. I think uh, the Bengals uh, at least get a defensive uh, 
A couple of defensive turnovers, maybe even a defensive score. I like uh, Cincy there. Uh, Chargers uh, defense against Washington. I think Kirk Guns is in for a long day. Uh, in terms of just the pass rush, I, I just think that it's going to be a uh, number of hits, number of hurries, uh, knockdowns, and sacks. You, you're going to get some turnovers uh, based off of what we saw from the uh, Redskins the last two weeks. But, um, you know, uh, I just kind of like uh, where the Chargers are at this point. I, I think they're going to win the AFC West uh, based on how things have been going. Uh, I mean, beyond all hope, uh, Kansas City needs uh, Washington to pull off a win today. I just don't see it happening. So that uh, uh, basically rounds out what I was uh, going to say. Uh, in terms of the DraftKings lineups, uh, I'll get into them right now. So, in terms of cash games, uh, I'm looking at a lineup of uh, Dak Prescott, LaShawn McCoy, Lamar Miller, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, just for that solid base, Josh Gordon, Jimmy Graham as tight end, Giovanni Bernard as the flex, and Vikings defense. I know I didn't uh, discuss the Vikings, but uh, against Carolina, should be a decent enough play. Uh, in tournament lineups, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo against Chicago. Again, you're looking for a boomer bust opportunity. Garoppolo should be low-owned. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Lamar Miller is the running backs. Uh, then you got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, so that'll be a stack with uh, Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy Graham's tight end, Giovanni Bernard as the flex, and the defense would be the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, that uh, represents the DraftKings lineups. Over on the FanDuel side, uh, we have the following. For cash games, we're going to go with Philip Rivers, Todd Gurley, and Lamar Miller as running backs, DeAndre Hopkins as wide receiver, uh, Marquise Goodwin and Larry Fitzgerald as the wide receivers. Uh, tight end, Jack Doyle. Harrison Butker as the kicker. And Bengals defense. Now, moving on to uh, the tournament lineup. Uh, we're going to take a chance on Case Keenum against the Panthers. Lamar Miller and Samaj P. Ryan as the running backs. Uh, wide receivers uh, would be DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen of the Vikings to stack with Keenum, Keenan Allen of the Chargers, Jack Doyle as the tight end uh, with uh, the Colts, Travis Coons as the kicker for the Chargers, and Seattle's defense against Blake Bortles because it's Blake Bortles. So uh, those are the lineups for today. We'll see how it goes. Uh, again, this is kind of one of those weeks where you're – Kind of hoping for a little bit more upside, but uh, it also kind of helps to play it a little bit safe with some of these guys. So uh, I'm going to try it that way and uh, see where it takes us. So uh, that's all for now. I'll be back later today just to kind of do some recap and also go over some of the results that I wasn't able to touch upon earlier uh, in the podcast. So uh, have a good one, everyone, and enjoy the games.
It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.